Hello, everyone. I'm Jackson Swear, entrepreneur and navigator for Startup Hutch, and your host for The Hot Seat. This month, I took a trip out on location to meet with Joe and his son Aaron Hedrick at Hedrick's Bed and Breakfast and Animal Farm. Located just outside of Nickerson, this 45-year-old business has grown and evolved quite a bit over time, from traveling all across the country, delivering pets and animals, to bringing people here to Nickerson. The next generation is making their mark on this business, but old and new generations are valuing hard work and a why-not attitude to build this business. Through a consistent commitment to the community and a lot of good old family fun, Hedricks has seen a lot of success through the years and is poised to make itself a great success going forward into the future as well. Take a listen. All right, to get us started, um, could you please both introduce yourselves and tell us what business we're here to talk about today? I'm Joe Hedrick, uh, the guy that gets to pay all the bills around this operation um, here at the Hedrick's Bed and Breakfast and the Exotic Animal Farm where we give tours uh, throughout the year. I'm Aaron Hedrick. I'm just, uh, I'm here getting my hands dirty about every day, doing maintenance and taking care of livestock and feeding and kind of overseeing things. There we go. We've got here in the studio with us today, not really in the studio. We're here in the bed and breakfast, as a matter of fact. Uh, Father-son pair here. And uh, excited to talk about this business here today. I think you've got a really exciting, long-standing Reno County business that does a couple interesting things that I don't know if anybody else does. Tell us, Joe, when did when did this business get started? Um, back when uh, Uncle Noah... Um Got off the boat, and uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, it's been a long time. Actually, um, I, I grew up uh, in the rodeo business. My dad was a rodeo clown, and one of my pride and joy pictures downstairs is a uh, picture of me when I was three years old sitting on a donkey's hip on a stage production my dad was doing with a live coyote, and uh, I'm a quite a bit older than three now, Uh like 78 plus. So I've been around exotic animals all my life. Um, then, uh, when I went off to college and I, well, really in high school, I started working the barrel at the rodeos with my brother, Jerry. And, uh, then when I went to college at Fort Hay State, it just kept growing and growing. And I got into the clowning business real strong and always had a lot of animal acts, what's called contract acts. Uh, my first venture was a guanaco, which was a cousin to the llama. And it went from there to, uh, a buffalo that I trained, and then from there to a zebra, and from there to a chimpanzee, and I uh, had all this stuff at the same time, and then people started talking to me about bringing these animals here and bringing them there, and so that's uh, about 45 years ago is when the petting zoo started, and then shortly after that is when the, the exotic animal farm started here, and we opened up so the public could come and see the animals here at the farm. So it sounds like about 75 years in the exotic animal business for you if we go all the way back to that photo at three and uh, 45 years in business here in the exotic animal farm. That's quite a long history. I'm sure there have been some evolutions to that business along the way. How has it grown and changed through the years? Well, it uh, the growth uh, with the exotic animals in the farm, um, I started out, I brokered some animals uh, for other people, and I dealt with the zoos, especially here in Kansas, and uh, that's kind of what got the numbers of the uh, expansion of the animals, and um, 
from traveling, then we thought, you know, why not open it to the public locally here? And uh, so we opened it up and um, people to come and we started with the tours and uh, our, our show business grew dramatically uh, unbelievable. Um, it, uh, I shouldn't say dramatically unbelievable, but uh, I started out with one petting zoo and we got up to having five out on the road at the same time and and about the same time the pig races started and I had five and six units of those and uh, we have scaled back on that and we really are spending more time and attention to the exotic animal farm here at Nickerson bringing people to us and uh, we literally with the animals though we have traveled and still travel all over the United States. Very good. So you got a uh, several different segments of the business there. Uh, how many how many employees would you say that you have across all the different different parts of that? Well full time we have about 15 full time here at the farm and on the road. Uh, I use a lot of local people on the road. We build up a quite a clientele um, at the fairs. We go back year after year to the fairs um, and mostly state fairs anymore. And uh, so the people come back and work for me there. Then their brothers come, their sisters come. And in some cases, their mother said, well, I can do this too. So it, it really helps. So we have a lot of part-time help at individual fairs. Very good. So you've been in this business for a long time. Do you have any have any longstanding employees, anybody who, you know, what's that been like? How's, well, how's, employee, it has, how's employee retention going for you these days? You know, uh, like everybody else, um, we, we did have a couple retire here about three years ago that was with me 40 years, a husband and wife, and um, they, we really missed them when they decided to retire. But at the present time, I suppose the longest uh, expansion time now is uh, probably about 20 years and uh, from down from there down to one week. So we have a lot of young people come, um, high school kids that, you know, right at graduation, or maybe they've graduated and they don't know sure what they want to do and they like animals and they uh, want to research that some. So we, we have some that are, are short-term and go on to college and maybe pursue animal science or animal husbandry. And then, too, we have guys that uh, guys and gals that work for me for 10, 15 years and went on to, you know, bigger and better things. But still, uh, they're just a phone call away. If I need their help, uh, they, they jump in and take a few days off of their other job and come and help me. That's great. That's awesome. You've developed a, a great opportunity for some young people to get some experience here. And you've also been able to keep some folks around who've helped out for a long time. Aaron, I want to get you in here. I know you're the one out there right now uh, getting your hands maybe a little a little dirty. What does it take to to take care of all these animals out here at the exotic animal farm? Oh, I mean, it, there's a lot of a lot of physical work involved, but there's a lot of mental work involved because you're always looking at how to do things better and you know just making sure animals are doing well and and getting what they need. And uh, so it's I mean, your mind is always going. You you can't walk with with a blinders on. You've got to see all around you all the time and and uh, see what the animals need and what they're doing and what the people are doing and keep trying to to do things to. Uh, improve and, and get better so well it, i imagine you have to have different kinds of feed how does that work where do you do you get your feed from a local company how, how talk to me a little bit about how you source the materials that you need yeah we have uh, uh the local farmers co-op makes a, a feed for us we have a blend that they that we've put together and, and they mix and and bring out as needed and, and uh, so yeah most luckily most everything here eats the same type of feed okay that's interesting there's a few of them that have a specialty feed, but uh, a lot of the animals eat the same thing. So we've put together a blend that's good for everything, and uh, they do well on it. So, yeah. 
tell our listeners a little bit about um, what all different kinds of animals you've got out here right now. We have the camels and ostriches, zebras, kangaroos, giraffe, blue and gold macaw, different types of, of exotic sheep and goats, um, eland antelope, nilgai antelope. I keep thinking. Did you miss anything, Joe? <laughs> oh, maybe a water buffalo and yak and, and deer and uh, um, Hindu Brazilians and Scottish Highlanders. and Yeah, we got a lot of animals. You got quite a lot of yeah. different kinds of animals. That's emu, really... Ostr- or emu and rhea, um, oddads. Yeah, just on and on. That's, that's really cool. Um, so when folks come out here, what does it look like for them to, to take a look at and kind of meet some of these animals? Well, it gives people experience. One thing about our place, they can feed the animals, uh, go into pens with some of the animals. They go into pens with the kangaroos, feed them, go into fin- pens with the baby animals. If they're here at the right time, they can help bottle feed the animals. Um, but, you know, and, and nothing against, uh, you know, the big metro zoos, but a lot of times, you know, they get the habitats so much to where you can't even see the animals, let alone get up close to them. But definitely, I mean, it's a working farm uh, every day, you know, when people here on tour, they, they're seeing our people, you know, feed the animals, uh, water the animals, and most of all, clean up behind the animals, and that's a big chore. Clean up behind the animals. That sounds like that might not be the most fun job. Uh, it, it might not be the most fun job, but, but at the same time, you know, we train our help to really watch things because we can tell a lot about the animal's husbandry by cleaning up behind the animals, you know, and uh, our health of the animals is really, really important. And we are so blessed with a, a good veterinary uh, crew that uh, we do a lot of our own work, but we got a vet crew that's 24 hours a day call. And uh, I mean, they're here when we need them. That's great. So it sounds like you're connected up with the local community in a variety of different ways. You got young kids coming in, you're working with the co-op for feed, you've got a veterinarian here. What other ways are you engaging with this local community, Nickerson and broader Reno County? Well, um, and, and you know, the farmers too, we buy a lot of hay. We raise some of our own hay. Uh, we buy a lot of hay. Um, the, uh, implement dealerships we give them a lot of business from parts and repairs on our equipment or replacing equipment um our car dealerships our our pick pickups have come locally uh from the dodge dealership here um the grocery store some aaron was talking about the feed on the animals um we do have a come a balanced feed uh, that feeds most of the animals but our local grocery store Barriages here in town. We buy a lot of produce from them. The kangaroos and the giant tortoises that we didn't mention. Um, apples, carrots, zucchini squash, just different varieties. And uh, and then the kangaroos, Aaron. They, they, you know, you didn't mention them. Maybe we have a special diet. It's called a Happy Hopper. That's made over in Missouri, and they deliver that to us. So we have specialty feeds. But but the local businesses, yeah, we we um, deal with a lot of them and. Uh, I still, you know, the highway change over here in Nickerson is going to change things a little bit because, you know, I like to, if when I have time, visit with people that come here and they say, well, we've been driving by here for the last four or five or eight or 10 years. And this is the first time we've ever stopped, you know, and now then we won't have that drive by traffic uh, with the new 1496 highway going around us about two miles away. And we've never used signage, but uh, serious signage, but we might have to do that on the new highway to let people know how to get to uh, Hendrick's Exotic Animal Farm and Nickerson alone. Well, I think um, that's probably going to be a big change for you. One of the questions I usually like to ask is what are some of the barriers that you had to overcome along the way? And I do want to still ask that question, but it sounds like to me one of the barriers that you're dealing with right now is 
you're having to change a little bit about how you get people in the door, um, particularly with this with this highway change. What are you starting to do to try to bring more people in? Well, I tell you what, Aaron and my daughter Hallie, uh, they have both. They're, they're the uh, new years. I'm the old years, you know. I still have a flip phone, believe it or not. But you know, with their iPhones and stuff. But, but with social media and Facebook, it, it's it's a thing of the te- day. Um, we're getting a lot, a lot of traffic on social media. We had an open house here a little over a month ago. A baby shower it was called, and we had lots of babies. And so I got to visit with people that uh, were here that day, and we had a tremendous turnout. It was just great, you know. And um, we had the camel rides going, the pony rides going. We had a band here, had food concession stands. I mean, it was really a nice blowout. But I got to vision with people, and the first lady I asked, I said, where are you from? And she said, Abilene, Kansas. And I said, oh, you down here for graduation? She said, no. I said, oh, down here for a family gathering? No, we just come down because we heard about this, you know, on social media. So then I started asking people. We had people from Burlington, Kansas, Chinook, Kansas, Liberal, Garden City, Hayes, Ellsworth. I mean, we it was, I mean, plus a lots of local people. And uh, so, and, you know, the modern technology uh, of getting the word across. And, and just like being with you here today, I mean, this is all important because, you know, people, uh, they, they want to see things. They want to do things. Um, coming out of the COVID, it was tough for us in the COVID years. I mean, we got a little bit of um, financial aid, but not very much for us uh, compared to some places. But uh, it helped. And uh, But coming out of the COVID, I mean, the people, they want things to do um, and places to go. And it's just, it, we've really seen an upswing here in the last year for sure. Well, I took the liberty of checking out your social media before coming on to record today, and I do have to to congratulate you on that. It doesn't sound like, Joe, like you get to take much credit for that work, but um, it, you, you're really doing a very good job um, putting your image out there, and I can certainly see why people are traveling across the state. Aaron, I'm hoping to bring you back in a little bit here, too. I know that you recently had the opportunity to uh, attend some destination boot camp training, it sounds like you're really leaning into trying to make this a destination where people are going to come from all over the state and maybe even all over the country. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what you learned there and kind of how you're hoping to approach making this a destination, you know, looking forward to the next generation of the business too. Oh boy, I don't know if I can pinpoint exactly, but uh, I mean, that, that was three days of uh, just, uh, I couldn't believe all the information we got in three days. And it was a great follow-up to to uh, the class that we took that you put on with Startup Hush. It just, it all fell in line at a perfect time. And uh, so between the two of them, taking a lot of that information that, that I'd gathered, that Hallie had gathered, um, and talking to a lot of the people, a number of the attendants of, of your class and the one Destination Boot Camp, you know, we were all working towards the same thing, but we were all coming at it from different directions. We all had different businesses. So it was, it was a lot of fun to, to kind of talk to people and figure out they're the little things they're doing to make their successful and how you can tweak that to make it work for you also. And I don't know, there's the, the social media was a big part of both classes that I had learned. You know, it's just, it's, it's, I don't want to say an easy outreach, but it's, it's a good way to get out there in front of people because the younger generation are on it. I said, I don't know if I could pinpoint exactly a, a key thing. That was a lot of it. And, uh, and just set up and, and your entry ways and, and ways that, that you set up to be inviting and and uh, create something unique that that is your your name has your vision uh, when people see it they recognize you 
it doesn't look like everyone else's. That that sounds great. I think that's really good advice for anybody starting out or and even long established businesses who are trying to figure out how they continue to bring in new customers as as our economy and technology evolves over time. And I'm I'm really pleased uh, to hear that you were able to get a lot of good things out of some of those uh, trainings as well, and including it sounds like also the connections to some of the other. Uh, business owners as well who are working on uh, working on their own business in different areas. Um, one of our core ideas at Startup Hutch is we think that if we can bring business owners a, a, and different resources together into conversation, then it'll lift up everybody uh, involved. And so I'm really glad to hear that. Speaking of kind of lifting up uh, everybody, I asked about involvement with the community through the business, but I also know that small businesses and small business uh, owners are often really big and in terms of volunteering and contributing back to their uh, communities in other ways. And Aaron, I know you've been really involved in youth sports and some other things like that. I'm wondering if you'll speak to your involvement in that and maybe, Joe, some of the things that you've done to give back to the community over the years. I've been, I created a, a group called 309 Youth Athletics after coaching travel baseball for a few years and just talking to some of the the other coaches around, a lot of them in Wichita, Missouri, that have had successful programs, have been trying to put that kind of into an idea of how we can make a small town, Nickerson, small, small area, Reno County, really grow on the youth side of things, giving them something more than sitting at home playing video games. So we I put together a program, 309 Youth Athletics. We have baseball, softball, volleyball, soccer, football, basketball, and cheerleading. And uh, it's first year, so it's it's definitely growth stage. It's doing well. I, I've been really excited with all the coaches that have, that have stepped up to help help coach and work with the kids. It's a ton of work, but I love being on the field with them and, and just getting to know a lot of the kids, the parents, and kind of, kind of trying to create a, a family, a camaraderie, bringing people together in, in support of each other. And maybe we can change some of the, the mentality of how people you know do things together. When, but uh, we can give the kids something to... to you know, grow and see something bigger than one little corner of their life, but they can they can uh, really become part of something. Well, that's great, Aaron. I, I wanted to give you an opportunity to put in a little plug for that. I think that's some really All great right. work for the community of Nickerson. Um, pivot back to the business a little bit, Joe. Uh, right, just before we turned on the microphones, we were talking a little bit about some of the most exotic places that you've traveled to. So can you tell our listeners, where is the furthest away place that you've taken animals to? Just before I get into that, I'd like to say too that yeah, go you ahead, know, we're members of the Hutch Chamber and, and the Nickerson Chamber, and uh, goodness gracious, we do have a lot of uh, people, uh, organizations, schools, stuff that call for um, some donations, some help, somewhere or another. We try to help with everybody we can, um, you know, to a certain amount. Um, give nights at the bed and breakfast away, and tours away, and some financial money, but. Uh, and then into it too, what I wanted to mention, I just talked to a lady yesterday. She was from Denton, Texas, and they were on their way to Omaha, Nebraska, or up in Nebraska to a family gathering. And she said, I had to bring my kids here because I was here 20 years ago. And so we get a lot of repeat people like that. And we hope they, you know, when they come into this area that they leave a little extra money in other businesses. The other businesses in the community are very important to us also. But in our travel, yeah, we, uh, Jimmy Christmas, uh, our closest one uh, is the State Fair uh, here at Hutchison, which we're really proud of. And uh, we'll have our petting zoo there this year. A big disappointment. They're not bringing the pig races back this year. That was really uh, a shock to me. But uh, we go all over. In fact, next week we leave here for uh, the state of Maryland uh, and uh, a job there and in Delaware and in Pennsylvania. And... Uh, 
So that's quite a little ways from home. But we do also go to Hawaii. They, they want us to come back this year, but our scheduling just didn't work out. We've been over there eight, nine, ten uh, years, and we've had everything over there from the petting zoos to the pig races to the ostrich camel race shows. Um, the pigs, we fly them over now. We leave equipment over there, and we fly them back uh, over there. And unfortunately, we have a uh, guy there that raises pigs and hogs in Hawaii, and we're uh, fortunate to be able to sell our pigs to him, and he keeps it for breeding stock. So he usually calls and said, you know, I need this or I need this. Can you bring that kind of pig? So, you know, we accommodate him there. But uh, – uh, it's and then the uh, the other end of the ostriches and camel races in the petting zoo. We go over on a big container ship. Uh, Aaron's made that trip a couple three times on the ship. I never have, uh, just because of time wise, because it takes from the time we leave the house to uh, get over there just one way. It, it takes about a week and a half the time we get to California to Long Beach and get them on the ship and. And it's five days on the water, and then we're in the ports over in Hawaii before we can unload them. And, and then we have to go through uh, quarantine and inspection on all the animals, and which we do that. And that, that's another – I mentioned our veterinarians earlier, but that's another business that we contribute to quite a bit to because we have to have health papers. Animals have to be tested. Aaron had the ostriches into the vet clinic yesterday at uh, uh, Prairie Hills there, and uh, we have to blood test them uh, for different um, – possibilities of diseases and we've been fortunate we really take you know pride and stride, a lot of stride in our animals to keep them healthy and uh, free of any kind of a disease of any kind and the fortunate part usually wherever we go our animals are actually in a quarantine they're not uh, like at, uh, at a fair where you have all the pigs or all the cattle or all the sheep mixed together, we're usually off by ourselves. So we're kind of quarantined. So we don't have to worry too much about bringing diseases in or out and uh, our breeding stock, we buy them uh, yeah, outside uh, males. We keep our females, and we raise about all of our own animals. We don't buy very many animals at all anymore. But uh, but the travel, I kind of cut off of that a little bit there. But, yeah, Hawaii uh, to Hutchison, Kansas, to Maryland, to Florida, to California. Uh, we worked for Radio City Music Hall with the Rockettes for 21 years, and uh, – that we worked for them when they come out of New York City and went to other places. And we've been in about every big theater or coliseum in the United States at some time or other uh, with them and uh, with their traveling and movement of their shows. But uh, travel, you know, and Hunter Road, when we go, we, uh, you know, we take feed with us. And uh, sometimes we take even water with us because of the hot weather and stuff. And our trailers have got fans. Um, uh, in them to circulate the air for the animals when it's hot. We do travel at night a lot. Uh, it makes it tougher on the help, but it's easier on the animals when it's cooler. But uh, uh, travel uh, to us is, uh, you know, if we have a job in Pennsylvania, that's like somebody talking about going to Wichita. You know, we just – we. Yeah, uh, logistics, we program it. Uh, we've worked in about every state. One state I wanted to work in was offered the job was in Alaska, but the logistics of getting there, um, the uh, at the time when they was talking to us to come there, the hoof and mouth disease was uh, very serious in Canada, and we couldn't get into Canada. We had had went with on barges and uh, still had a little trip, but we got it okay to, to get to Palmer, Alaska, where their state fair is, and uh, 
they assured me with the ostrich and camel races that Sarah Palin would they would have been a participant in riding. And we have we've had some really notable people. That's uh, yeah, I'd love to hear a little more about that, Joe. What are some of the <laughs> yeah. funds who 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 are some of the notable people who you've had on ostrich and camel races or well, other things? Uh, yeah, especially the horse race guys, you know, Calvin Burrell who won the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness and and G.R. Carter, our thoroughbred who holds all the records. I mean in a quarter horse, excuse me, holds all the records in the quarter horse association. He's ridden. But uh, and and we've dealt with we did the camel races for rental back a company when then Dandy Don Meredith was the announcer for us there, and uh, we were putting some new pictures out the other day, and there was a picture of me with two guys, and I'm trying to, you know, didn't mean a whole lot to me at the time, and somebody that one of my workers said, oh, that's big and rich, you know, and I furnished horses for them one year at uh, NBA playoffs in Denver, and they rode a black horse in from one end of the arena and a white horse from the other end with fog on the floor and and uh you know we've we worked with a <laughs> way more than i can remember or i've never been i don't know how do i say it i mean i appreciate all those people but i've never followed them that much and uh i have pictures of some of the movie stars or dignitaries and somebody has to tell me who they are <laughs> well that's great joe Any, anything you want to add to that aaron you oh yeah i mean we've met a met a ton of people uh and it's it's a lot of fun because you know you you find out that that a lot of those people are just like us. Mm-hmm. Um, we were standing in the petting zoo in Dallas, Texas, and uh, oh gee, man, I can't even say his name now. Um, Aerosmith. He comes walking in. He's just talking like, you know, we're just one of us. He says, "I got to bring my daughter back tomorrow. She would love this." Um, did a petting zoo at the Prairie Hills uh, Golf Course one time, and uh, George Brett was there, and he's just just like anybody else. Just you know. And, been a lot of fun meeting, meeting a lot of different people that you find out they're they're human too mm-hmm. to throw in there too yeah uh, you know yeah we talk about some of them people but you know what um and i shouldn't say the lowest man on the totem pole but they're just as important to us as anybody i mean you know the everyday joe or the our, our local neighbors uh they're uh, they're very important you know just because you you know, dignitary or a movie star or singer or baseball player um you know this needs to know them but uh i'll get a or visit with them get acquainted but uh the local people are most important to me very good joe all right so we were talking a little bit about traveling but people travel to you and stay here at this bed and breakfast when did this part of the business get started it's been breakfast about 35 years old and uh it started uh, um where we are there was a perfect good quonset hut which is a round top barn and um we were actually going to build a 24-foot lean-to on the north side of it for some bunk rooms for some of our traveling help and some storage. And uh, one of the guys that worked for me at that time, he said, you know, if we go another 12-foot, you can have a garage for your pickup. And I thought, well, why not, you know? So that ended up going clear to the top of the quantity that the lean-to, and uh, there was extra space up there. And I thought, you know, I could build a uh, guest room for people to come and, you know, that wanted to look at that, buy animals or do business, you know? And uh, thought, you know, if I have a guest, we could really make this a bed and breakfast. And I couldn't even spell bed, let alone breakfast. And away it went. And it just kept a why not, a why not, a why not. And uh, we've had some really some <laughs> neat people stay here. Uh, one that always comes to mind, the vice president of the country of Peru was here for three days, him and his wife. And they bought animals from us. And we shipped them to Florida and then went from Florida to uh, 
Panama. Uh, but yeah, that's how it kind of started. Um, I was going to have a steakhouse here, right where we're sitting, actually, in L shape here. And I saw that that wasn't going to work with the bed and breakfast, uh, you know, the different types of crowds. And I don't know, it'd been just exciting to have a steakhouse here because it'd been very unique to be able to sit around and look at the animals while you're eating, you know. But uh, we went the bed and breakfast route and uh, we've had um, some really good innkeepers. We got a good staff now. And uh, people once in a while, I'll hear somebody say, well, when I retire, I'd like to run, uh, have a bed and breakfast. They, they have no idea uh, how much work it is. Because in the evenings when the people come in, well, first it starts out with the receptionist booking the rooms, you know, and then it goes to the hostess uh, that evening. So when they show up, you know, uh, check-in time, we spend time with them. We give them a little tour around the farm with the animals and make some cookies and punch drinks of some type, you know. And uh, then uh, they hang out in the bed and breakfast or they can walk around and look at the animals. And then next thing is breakfast and the cook starts at 7 o'clock in the morning and has the meal ready at 8 o'clock. And as soon as the meal's done, then they go out and ride the camel or the kids ride the ponies. And then while that's starting to happen, then we have our innkeeper that actually cleans all the rooms. It's a lot of work. You know, you change all the bedding and everything out, and then you got to wash it and get ready for the next one. So it's, it's a lot of work. So anybody thinking about going into having a bed and breakfast, better come and talk to me because you can't do it by yourself. It takes a staff or you just, you'll run yourself in the ground. It's, it's a lot of work. One of the things I really love about this space that you created up here, Aaron showed me around a little bit before we started recording, and you've got some local art painted on murals painted on the walls in some of these bedrooms, and they're all themed with different animals that you have here. I just think that's uh, that's so neat. Do you have a, either one of you have a favorite among the uh, among the art on the walls? <laughs> I have to say, yeah. I jump in for Aaron. I have to say, yeah. You know, actually, uh, when we. Uh, you know, I, I was involved with a lot of the layout, and we I had a lot of input from other people, and and I have had that with all my businesses, and I listen. I don't, you know, use all their input, but you know, and you never know who that good input's going to come from. But anyway, uh, a girl that grew up here in Nickerson, uh, Elaine Sturgeon, uh, we were talking about doing some painting in the the rooms, and she was involved with the art council. And she said, well, you already have some, the Reno County artists do this work, you know. And uh, so we did. Um, and it was so much fun because Pat Patusik was the last one to come aboard. And, uh, you know, she's been gone for a while. And and, uh, and uh, a guy named Mr. Kelly, Gene Kelly, um, he was one of the first ones. And he painted the ostrich room. And he was a month and a half doing his paint work. And the people can't see me in this on this <laughs> speaker here. But here come Pat Patusik in. And she had her little hat on and her little paint board and had all the colors there. And she said, oh, a little pink here and a little blue here and a little yellow there. A day and a half, she's done. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew Pat. But, uh, uh, yeah, all the rooms was painted by different ones. And uh, one that uh, has painted a little more for us than anybody else is Margie Barron. And uh, Margie... Um, worked for uh, Collins Industry. In fact, I think she's still, she's partially re pretty much retired, but still does a little work for him. And uh, she worked at Eaton Corporation, but uh, had always done a lot of artwork in the community. And uh, Margie probably overall is, was probably my favorite one, you know. And uh, But anyway, when everybody got all the rooms painted, um, um, Schmidt uh, painted one. Um, I'm trying to think of all <laughs> right, right off the Jack Stout painted. You I, know, I was going to yeah. say the Jack, Jack Stout might be my favorite of the there, bunch. Well, although yeah. although I'm, a, I'm a big Pat Patusic fan as well. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. They all, and then what was neat when they all got done, we had a wine and cheese party out here for them all, you know, and it was so much fun because they critiqued each other's artwork and they all knew each other, but they really never got to spend very much time together because if at the art show, they'd be, you know, with their artwork, you know, talking to people and customers. And so that night it was just them and us. And oh man, was that fun. We had a really good time. That's great. That's that's another uh, theme of this is the bringing people together and the community yeah. and all of that and coming together around a petting zoo or coming together around a bed and breakfast, coming together around art, coming together around business. There's lots of things that bring us all together, right? And I think that you're doing a lot of cool things out here and and Nick, you know, just outside of Nickerson, Kansas, uh, to bring people together. Tell me just as this will be my last question, and maybe both of you can answer this. What what do you like about you know, owning your own business and working, working on something that, that, that you own as, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. It, it's a lot of work, uh, owning your own business. Um, it's 24 hours, you know, indirectly, uh, especially with the animals. Now some business you can walk away from, but the animals is 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Um, and, um, uh, you have freedom though. You know, I could go drink coffee with, Somebody drops in and say, you want a cup of coffee? We'll go, if we don't have some here already. Uh, but um, to uh, Aaron and Hallie, they're able to get away a little more than I. But that's my choice. My choice is to be here. You know, I love being around people. Uh, I have been around people all my life. I, I taught school for nine years. And things from there helped me uh, adjust to a lot of things we do today. You know, because you know, dealing, dealing with uh, parents, dealing with uh, kids, um, in the business, you have to have different personalities almost because you have different personalities that come in to see you, you know. So you kind of have to adjust to them. But uh, the the pleasure of, of uh, owning your own business uh, is the growing, you know, and Jimmy Christmas, we have grown, you know, and I don't know. It's it's going to be up to Aaron and Hallie here for very long where they want to grow to. Uh, my wife and I... Uh, my wife slowed down a whole lot, uh, partially because of uh, uh, illness, but uh, I don't know. I feel pretty darn good every day, uh, put in long days. And besides the bed and breakfast, we farm. We farm uh, we a little over 3,000 acres and, and uh, some of us in pasture where we graze some of the animals. And um, we run cattle, uh, run around, you know, with cows, calves, everything, 300 head or better all the time, plus all the exotics here. And and I wore a lot of different hats. I used to auctioneer a lot. I loved auctioneering because it's people. But, you know, everything I've done pretty much is there's people related, you know, it's, uh, and I like that. That's great. Aaron, do you have anything on that as you look forward into the future? Is- oh, I, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what direction to go with that. Um, I have, if you've seen the movie The Greatest Showman, I know that's a, a different direction, but... I have this I have this vision, I have this thought of wanting to do something here. One that to give people something to do. You know, I when when we're having the the events out here and the kids are riding the camel and watching the big races and they're laughing and having a great time. It's just it's a lot of fun to see the people out here having a good time. And uh, I think one by doing that and giving giving families something to do that they can really enjoy. And at the same time it benefits Reno County, benefits Nickerson. So you know, if it if it's a benefit all the way around for enjoyment and for the the town and the and the county, it seems to me like a good direction to go. It is a ton of work, and 
the physical work doesn't bother me as much as the mental work. That the mental work's hard. You have to think about so many different things at the same time. But uh, so I, I, you know, I, I'm not sure. I just I have a vision of where I want to go, and uh, just trying to figure out the direction of how to get there. Well, I think that that is that's a truism in all of business. Is it's you're always trying to go somewhere. If you're not trying to go somewhere, then you're just stuck where you are, and you're probably on the way down. But one of the things that you said, Joe, that I really liked was the just the that that why not attitude you know let's just just try try new things and it sounds like over the years you've done a lot of different things and i'm sure you know some of them work better than others but you just keep keep trying and keep doing more things and you've really built really built something that's i think very unique and very interesting uh for reno county here and i applaud you for that um any final uh thoughts about uh entrepreneurship or 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 business ownership that you want to leave with our listeners well, and I, yeah, I mean, I could go on and on. <laughs> people, people that know me say they'll agree with that. Uh, but you know, you said something about can't and uh, my help and uh, my attitude. Uh, I take them out of my vocabulary. Uh, no, is not there. Can't, couldn't, wouldn't, couldn't, maybe shouldn't just stay there. But uh, everything's possible. Everything's possible. And you're not. Every day is not going to be a rosy day. I mean, we have bad days, you know. And uh, you just have to adjust and. Uh, uh, entrepreneurship is, uh, is, it's a big deal. And some people get scared of it. They're, they're scared to make a decision and decisions are hard to make and hard to follow through on, but, uh, it's everything's possible. Just, you know, grit your teeth and, and, uh, get ready to get your hand dirty and your back sore and, and, uh, your mind sore, like Aaron said, so much mental. And, uh, you know, I always have, or I feel like I always have plan A, plan B, Plan C, and sometimes clear on down to M and N, you know, and P, you know. But you have to have some backup plans. Um, and uh, I guess part of this, what's driven me, is is family, 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 having a good time. And and we really see with all my all our thing we do, you know, the entertainment and education is uh, family, you know, and it's families need to come together. And I feel like the things we do, uh, we can see it here when families come and. You know, there might be a hardship or they might have had some trouble getting here or they had problems before they got here. And we'd like for them just to forget about them things for a while and just have a really good time here at the farm. And uh, when they leave here, um, remember all the good things that was going on while they're here. And that brings them back. We get a lot of returns. We're getting, you know, second generations. And I'm sure for very long, be third generations, you know, and that's that's really good, too, you know. Well, that's great. Thank you for sharing all that, Joe. And thank you, Aaron, for, for being here as well. I love I love these stories. I love what you're doing out here. And thank you for taking the time to share some of that with us today. You bet. Thank you, Jackson. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And also, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. I also need to thank Bowercom for the cover art and Christopher Racker and Salt City Sound for help with recording and posting the podcast. If you'd like to find out more about Startup Hutch, You can find us on our website, StartupHutch.com, or on most social media platforms at StartupHutch. We hope that if you're a business owner, you'll also consider joining the Startup Hutch Idea Exchange, our private Facebook group where small business owners in Reno County can share ideas about business and ask each other questions. Finally, I hope that you'll do us a favor by sharing the podcast and also by letting us know if there's anybody that you'd like to have on the podcast in the future. You can reach us either in the comment section on Facebook or by using the contact page on our website. 
Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in next time. Thank you.